Thanks for listening to this week's message. We want to hear what God is doing in your life through the ministry of Res Life Holland. If you have a testimony, please email us at info at To learn more about us or to contribute to this ministry financially, check us out on Facebook or visit rlcholland.com. Uh, really quick, um, I don't know, do, is there a speaker back where the band is? Can they hear me? They should. Okay, if you can hear me, band, um, if the, the woman who was singing, the woman vocalist and uh, the bass player, if they could just come back out here really quickly or if somebody could grab them, that would be, that would be awesome. I just uh, had something really quickly for them. Um, they're probably partying and looking for, <laughs> yeah, what is the band doing back there? <laughs> they're taking a nap. Um, <laughs> it's all good. I, I can. I'll, um, I'll, I'll get them when they come back out here. So, um, yeah, just like like Jesse said, um, I think the first time I came out here um, was three years ago, and I remember stepping foot in the doors, and there was just like a, an excitement here. Um, I, I don't know what it was, but I just it was it was a joy being here. Um, you can just sense the joy here. Every time I come here, I mean, we would even come out here and uh, does everyone remember the big wood desk back here in the nursery? So uh, we got that out of here and um, it was heavy and awkward and stuff. And um, even just being in here and there was nobody in here, there was just like this joy and peace that was here. So that's, that's really awesome that uh, people are walking into this building and they're experiencing that. But um, really that's because the Holy Spirit's here. And really, um, he's in every single one of you as well. Um, I hear that you know once you once you speak to or um, you speak to somebody for the first time, you need to like establish some type of relationship or do something funny. And I didn't really want to waste a lot of time on that because I, I really want to go to where I feel like God's leading us. Uh, but really quickly, just so you know who I am, uh, Jesus is my Savior. Uh, uh, I have a Father in heaven that makes us related. <laughs> And, uh, and I believe that the Holy Spirit's right here. So that's, that's me. That's me. Um, how many of you did the, the 21 days of fasting? Wait, hang on a minute, hang on. Jesse, close your eyes. Okay, it's safe now. You guys did 21 days of, no, close your eyes. You did 21 days of fasting. Um, so how many of you participated in some way, shape, or form in the fast? Whether it was fasting, prayer, doing something? Okay, awesome. We have one more coming too? Oh, you're here. Awesome, cool. Um, when you, I just wanted to share this with you. When you were worshiping um, you, I got this picture of a quarter, okay? And on one side of the quarter was joy, and on the other side of the quarter was like a tenacity and a boldness. And I feel like they go together. And I feel like what God's using you for is to like tear into situations that need to be gone after with the tenacity and boldness with the authority that he's given you. And once you get through and into that place, that's where the joy kicks over. But he wants you to know that those two work together and they're hand in hand. And I just feel like he's gonna give you opportunities to do that. So just know that he's with you and just know that smile on your face right there is all it's gonna take. <laughs> Seriously, seriously. What's your name? Todd. Todd? You're pretty creative? I guess so. Yeah? Do you have, like, ideas all the time? Yeah. Um, I feel like God shared with me that you were really creative. And uh, sometimes, like, what you're thinking and, and um, 
just some of the thoughts that you have or ideas that you have, some people may not understand, um, but he's telling you that he understands and the reason that you have them is because he gave them to you. So there were times when maybe you felt like you were kind of like in the dark or in the back or like misunderstood and, and people didn't really understand you, but he's saying it's okay, those things were from me. And also with what I was sharing with her, he's gonna give you opportunities to use that in the future. So, so be confident in the way that God wired you. He, he did. He, he, wired, he wired you for a purpose and for a reason. He's wanting you to know that it's not a mistake. Some of the things that maybe you're, you're going through up here and saying, man, why am I like that? God's like, well, there's a reason for that. You know, I'm going to use that in you. So just, just be aware of that, and he's going to give you an opportunity to use your creativity. So I just want to share that with you guys. I, I had to do that. Okay, so going back, do we have a clock before we get really going? When do I need to be done? When? Okay, just somebody flagged me down when I need to be done. Um, okay, I guess if the Spanish service starts coming in, we'll know. <laughs> um, so 21 days of, of prayer and fasting. Um, I, I love that opportunity to start your year off with that because God usually uses it in some, some crazy awesome way. Um, you know, people get healed, um, people get words, they get direction. Um, but I just want to encourage you, for, for all of you that have done that, don't see that as it's done now, that there was an ending point. See that as that was a springboard for what's next. That's a starting point. You take that momentum and you carry it in to what God has for you uh, this year. And when I was in the middle of the, the prayer and fasting time, uh, my wife asked me, she said, you know, usually we'll get like a word or something for, for the year. Um, and she said, you know, did you get a word yet? And I was like, no, I, I didn't really even like really pursue it. And um, so I was kind of excited to uh, sit down and get quiet and get my coffee, get my Bible and everything and like, like turn on the praise and worship music and really go after God and, and be like, okay, God, give me this awesome revelation, right? And so I was, I was anticipating that and looking forward to that. And so I, I walked away and before I could, I wasn't even thinking about it. Before I could even think or, or, or anything, this word forward, forward just popped into my head and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And then it kept coming forward and I'm like, no, I don't, you know, God, that's not from you because that's too easy, that's too simple. Um, I didn't get my time to sit down with you and have all the wild, crazy stuff happen, um, so let's just not do that. But it, it, it kept coming, and I'm like, seriously, Forward? That's like the name of all the conferences. That's like all, you know, everyone's got an album out there called Forward, and it's like, seriously, Forward? And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. And uh, he used that word to kind of just share with me um, what's going on with the body of Christ um, and what's, what's going on with us um, as his children. Um, right now, like last year, was, uh, it was for me and for a lot of people, I don't know if you've sensed this, but last year, even though maybe there was a whole bunch of junk and crap going on and there was a lot of political junk going on and a lot of crazy stuff going on last year, but even in the midst of it, there was like something burning inside of his, his kids his children. There was like this, this anticipation, like this buildup inside of people. And, and the best way that I can describe it, um, it's kind of like when you're on a roller coaster and you know how like you're, you're, you're starting to go up the hill and you're climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing and there's this anticipation, anticipation and buildup and buildup and buildup and then all of a sudden right at the top, you hear that 
click. And then right when you start going over the top, there's a moment where that anticipation and that forward movement and momentum collide. And I feel like what God was sharing with me was, um, you know, last year was that hill climb, that anticipation. And right now we're at that very, 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 very point of where all of a sudden that anticipation meets the forward momentum, okay? And just to kind of explain this, to kind of put this in the picture, we'll, we'll uh, throw a video up there really quick. Some of you, if you've been on a roller coaster, you can kind of identify with that. And you're like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Wait, it's not there. Oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But I really feel like that's where we're at right now. Um, and, and, and it's an exciting place to be. Um, I'll share with you a little bit later what, what God showed me um, for this church. Um, but just, just with that word, that forward, that's kind of the, that's the basis of this message and that's how this message was, was birthed from that and that understanding and, and really uh, more specifically um, kind of piggybacking off of uh, Pastor Jesse's message last week, um, setting our posture to forward, setting our posture to forward. Um, so let me just quickly um, give you a definition of posture and then I'll, I'll kind of give you a visual as to what I'm talking about. So posture, um, th this is just a definition out of the dictionary, says the position in which someone holds their body. So like when, when they're standing, they talk about posture. My wife's always telling me to straighten my shoulders because I have bad posture. Um, I rebuke that. Um, and then, uh, uh, but also it says it's a particular way of dealing with or considering something. It's an approach or an attitude. So just as much as it's um, a physical stance, it's also an internal mindset, okay? So uh, Jesse, why don't you come up here a minute? So I just wanna just show this so you have this, this image burned in your brain. Um, so right here with Jesse, his posture's pretty straightforward. Um, what's, what's his uh, likelihood of him hearing my heart right now? Slim to none. Okay, look what happens as Jesse starts to set his posture to forward. Go ahead and lean in. Go ahead and lean in. Go ahead and lean in. The closer and closer he gets, and he sets that posture forward more and more. He's closer to my heart. And no, just joking. <laughs> that would be good for the podcast. Did he drop him? <laughs> um, the closer he is with his posture, his forward posture, the closer he is to my heart. It's the same thing with God. But notice, the closer he is and the more he leans in, the more he is relying on me. And it's the same with our relationship with the Father. <laughs> That's good, thank you, thank you. Um, I was talking about that, that same picture and analogy with somebody else and he said, man, it reminds me of those Olympic ski jumpers, you know, the ones that they jump and then they're like this, in the air. He's like, man, he's like, the wind is like God's spirit underneath them and all this other stuff. And I was like, whoa, dude, that's crazy. And he said, yeah, now every time you watch Olympic skiing, you're gonna remember the, the posture of forward. Um, so the more pressed in we are, the more reliant we are on him. 
but also the more reliant we are on him, the closer we are to his heart. And I really feel like that's extremely important with where we're at right now and where you guys are at right now as a church. Um, I just wanna take a look at really quickly at a couple scriptures. We'll dig into it a little bit and, and see where it goes from there. Um, so we're gonna start in Joshua 6. Um, this is the story of uh, Joshua, 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 Joshua and Jericho. That's what that was, Joshua. Um, most of us know the story. We're not really gonna dig into um, the stories in depth. I'm just gonna point out a couple things um, in, in these uh, stories to you and, and we'll put it together. Um, so Joshua 6, um, starting in verse six, it says, so Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. Then he said to the people, go forward, Key word, forward, go forward and march around the city and let the armed men go on before the ark of the Lord. And it was so. And, and it goes on to say that, that pretty much what happened was Joshua got this word, God spoke. They set their posture to forward. They went forward with what it was that God spoke. And because of it, there was an outcome of the walls falling and they took that city. God spoke Posture was set to forward, outcome. We're gonna go now to uh, Mark 3, uh, starting in, in 3, verse 3. Um, it says, he entered again, this is Jesus, in, into the synagogue, and a man was there whose hand was withered. They were watching him to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. He said to the man with a withered hand, get up and come forward, keyword forward. And he said to them, you know, it goes on later and later. But what I want to point out is forward. Get up and come forward. Once again, the same pattern. Jesus spoke. The man came forward, leaned in to what Jesus had to offer him. There was the outcome of the healed hand. One more example of this. Um, Mark 14. And this one's a little bit unique, a little bit different. Uh, starting in verse 60. It says, the high priest stood up. This is, this is when, right before Jesus' crucifixion, um, and everyone's accusing him. And uh, it says, the high priest stood up and came forward and questioned Jesus, saying, do you not answer? What is it that these men are testifying against you? But he kept silent and did not answer. Again, the high priest was questioning him and saying to him, are you the Christ, the son of the blessed one? And Jesus said, I am and you shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Tearing his clothes, the high priest said, what further need do we have of witnesses? Now this one's a little bit unique um, because it's like not really a happy ending like the other ones. Um, but notice the same pattern exists. The high priest went forward, okay, he was met by Jesus' truth. Jesus spoke, the high priest pursued him, and even though it was with the wrong intention and out of the wrong heart, he was still met with truth. That's awesome, because not only does it show us that sometimes we can be pursuing God with the wrong heart, 
but we're still gonna be met with his truth. There are times and situations where we pursue him and we set that posture forward and we really dig in, but sometimes it's not really with the best heart. Sometimes it's like, God, I don't understand why you're doing this. I don't understand why you haven't showed up in this situation. I don't understand why this person is sick and this person is healed. I don't understand why we're going through this in our marriage. I don't understand why this is happening on my job. God, why did you do this to me? How many of you have ever said that? God, why did you do this to me? Or why did you make me this way? You know, wrong heart. Wrong heart. However, you will still be met by truth. Whether we want to hear it or not, whether we like it or not, he's still going to respond with truth. Even when we set our posture to forward with the wrong heart, the wrong mindset, you'll still be met with truth. One example of this uh, in my life uh, came out of a time of fasting and prayer um, at the beginning of the year again. Um, my wife and I, we set, set that posture to forward. And really, I guess to, to clearly define that for you, the posture to forward, because obviously you can't do this and be like, okay, God, I'm ready. <laughs> Just like the pastor said, I'm leaning in, I'm ready, let's go. Um, really, it's, it's a relentless pursuit. It's a relentless pursuit, a never-ceasing, fire-burning, relentless pursuit of pressing into who he is and understanding who you are. But so my wife and I, um, we, we had a time of fasting and prayer. Um, and the first year, um, I heard this word, Dallas, Texas. Um, and I thought maybe I was supposed to go to a conference there or something like that. Um, and I didn't really say much to my wife about it. I think I did mention something about maybe going to a conference in Dallas. And she's like, why would God tell you that? And he wouldn't tell me that because I'm supposed to go with you. If you're going to a conference, <laughs> I'm going with you. I don't, you know, I don't think you heard that right or whatever she said. Um, but the, then the, the second year, um, my wife separately, this was completely separately. We weren't praying together or anything. She heard, moved to Dallas, Texas. One year later, it's crazy. So we kind of started talking about that and praying about that and really pressing in. And it was like confirmation after confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. God was doing a whole bunch of crazy things. I mean, like, like crazy things. Uh, for example, um, I, I was praying, I said, um, okay, if we're gonna go to Dallas, Texas, we're gonna go to Gateway Church and um, that's gonna be our home church, so let's, let's call them and have them start praying for us because we're, we're believing, we're telling people, I'm telling Pastor Pat, I'm telling everyone at church, we're moving to Dallas, Texas. Told my parents, we're moving to Dallas, Texas. And I'm like, why? I'm like, because God told us and they're like, oh really, you know? God told you, okay, so what else did God share? Did he tell you where you know, you're gonna get a job and everything? And, uh, um, so let me tell you, when you start telling people you're moving, um, and especially your parents and your family who may not necessarily understand that, um, you've got to be pretty right here. <laughs> you've got to be way right there and, and trusted in God that he's going to show up in that. Um, so we, we called, um, I, I got online and, and looked, I'm like looking for a number to have Gateway pray for us and everything, and um, I can't find anything, and I'm like, Lord... This is, this is kind of silly. Who, who do I even call? There isn't a number here. And he says, one of the pastors there at the time, um, Bob Hamp, he says, call Bob Hamp. 
Now, this guy was traveling all over. He did this thing called Freedom Ministries. He's still doing it. Um, he's got his own practice now. But um, call Bob Hamp and have him pray for you. I'm thinking, there's no way I'm going to get a hold of this guy. This guy's all over the place traveling. He's busy and everything. And there's no way. And uh, he said, call Bob Hamp. So I called his office and uh, I left a message. It was like a Monday. Left a message on a Monday. Um, that Wednesday, I got a call back. And, and I left everything on the message. Just laid it all out there. Um, that Wednesday, I got a call back from his assistant, and his assistant said, yeah, I just wanted to let you know that we, we got your message, and, um, you know, Bob knows what's going on, and, and I, I saw that you guys are in Michigan, and um, I'm just wondering if, if you're anywhere near Richland, and I was like, Richland? I'm like, we... Well, we're not too far from Richland. We're in Grand Rapids, and as soon as she said Richland, I'm thinking, okay, Lee Cummings has a church there called Radiant Church, and she said, well, Bob wanted to let you know he's going to be at Radiant Church on Friday, so just drive down there, and he'll pray for you personally. I was like, what? The, the very week that God told me to call Bob Hamp, he happened to be preaching in Michigan, and he's from Dallas, Texas, and it's like only an hour south. So like... Those types of things were happening and happening and happening because we were really pressed in. We had our posture set to forward and we were really listening to God and pursuing him. And um, long story short, we ended up going on vacation down there, um, found, a, found a city that we wanted to live in and, and all, like I said, crazy stuff was happening. Went to a restaurant. Some guy was from Greenville, Michigan, overheard us say we were from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I mean, like crazy stuff was happening. Um, long story short, um, obviously, I'm not in Dallas, Texas, but um, I sat down with a pastor. Um, this is before I was employed at, at, at Res Life, and uh, he took me out to lunch, and I could tell he was steering the conversation. And uh, if you knew this guy, he's very um, meticulous with his conversation. He always has a, a, an area that he's going to. Um, but uh, he said to me, he said, I'm going to ask you this question. He said, um, when God wanted Abraham to sacrifice his son, did he really want him to fact sacrifice his son? And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, boy. I was like, no. He said, well, what was he after? I was like, his heart? He said, I'm not trying to talk you out of moving or anything. But he said, what if Dallas, Texas, was God trying to see where your heart was at? What if he was trying to see how far you would actually go for him? And then he says, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I want you to come and work for me and work at church. And then he gets up and walks out of the restaurant. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You, you can't just leave me on that. And he said, just pray about it. Just pray about it. But it was, it was out of that time of just, just pressing in, that relentless pressing in. And this was, man, this was a process. And, and, and I mean, like, even, we even told our kids' school, like, they're not coming back next year. We're moving to Dallas, Texas. And everyone was bummed. Their kids are telling their friends, you know, we're going to Dallas, Texas. Oh, we're going to miss you and everything. And all these friendships and everything. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. But you know what? We didn't care. We didn't care because we knew God was leading us through that entire situation. We knew that he was there in this. 
I believe that God's calling us to that place to where we're so far leaned in, we're so far pressing into him that we hear him, that we know him, that we see his nature in everything that we do and everything that he's doing around us. Because I truly believe, like I said, that roller coaster, we're at that point of forward momentum, forward momentum, and every single one of us has a part in that. Because we're starting to hear this thing, it's kind of becoming like a catchphrase and everybody's tweeting it and you see it on Instagram and everything. Um, the church isn't the building, it's the people. Right, how many of you have heard that before? Right, phenomenal truth. Phenomenal truth, but we're starting to hear it so much to where it's like, it's one of those Christianese things that we say now, you know, and somebody says, yeah, the church. Well, the church is in the building, it's the people. And it's like, yep, yep, you're right. But God wants to take that definition one step further with us. The church, okay, we all have in common the new birth of Christ. But the church, here's, here's this, I love this definition. The church is the gathering of people who have received God, contained God, and broadcast God to the world around them. God's wanting you to take this, what's inside of you, outside of these walls, and he's gonna bring you into situations that if you're not here with him, you may not even recognize him. You, you may not even have the boldness, you may not even have the confidence, you may not even have the awareness that he's in it with you, but it's gonna take this. It's going to take that. He's calling all of us to that place. One of the greatest joys is to know him and carry his heart. What he's saying, what he's thinking, what he's seeing, what he's wanting, that's one of the greatest joys in life. And to be able to walk in that fullness takes that setting of posture to forward. I could go many, many directions with this, um, but I wanna make sure I, I share this um, with you. Um, as I was praying, as I was praying about this, coming here and everything, and um, God gave me a picture. Um, I, I see, see things in pictures, I'm very visual. Um, he gave me a picture and I saw your church and I saw like, uh, so the end, the end square that you guys are right here on the end and I saw it from the outside and going into the church from, from the sky were these, these, these big arrows, kind of like if you can picture the box of the church right here, I saw these arrows coming down from heaven from like, like this into the top of this church and then out of the doors, I saw those arrows going like this and taking off. And the arrows were very, very wide, very fat. And I knew that there was a, there was a reason why the, the arrows were standing out and I pursued that a little bit further. Um, but I was kind of asking God what he was showing me. And he said, what I'm wanting to do with Res Life Holland is pour myself into them pour my glory into them. Not only is this place gonna be a place of glory where people come here and they experience and encounter God, but because of that, as you go out the doors, you are gonna bring that encounter to every single person that you come in contact with. I truly believe, I truly believe this. I truly believe this, 
that God has made this church special because there is one facet of God that only you can show people that nobody else can. Think about that. God's wanting to fill this place so much of himself that as you step foot out this door, people are like, what is up with that dude? Like, why is he so happy? Why does she have so much joy? What is going on? And literally just stepping in front of somebody, they're gonna wonder what's going on. Going back to the arrows, um, I, I, I knew that there was a reason for the arrows and I was asking God, what's up with the arrows? They're pretty wide and defined. And um, he just, I, I had a Bible in front of me. Go figure. Um, and he said, you know, the answers that you're looking for are right, right in front of you. Um, and he led me to Psalm 127. And it says, uh, starting in verse three, it says, sons are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when, when they contend with their enemies in the gate. What God was showing me with that was this church is not only gonna be known for physical families, like the, the, the actual um, family itself, and, and children and that relationship between sons and fathers and daughters and mothers, not just the, in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense. So what do I mean by that? I mean that the generations, the older generations and the younger generations are actually gonna be merging and it's a part of that, that glory coming in. The generations are merging together and as you go out, as you go out, you go out together and you're, you're more united, you're more well-rounded because you have the wisdom and the zeal. You have the knowledge, you have the encounter. You have the fullness of Christ Jesus in you and together when you link arms together, there's nothing, nothing that's gonna come against you that you will not be able to take down. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that just as much as God's gonna bless the family, the, the actual physical family through this place, I know that Jesse has a heart for families. Um, not only that, not in the physical sense, not just the physical sense, but also in, in the spiritual sense. And it, it just says, blessed is the man uh, whose quiver is full of them, full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. You guys will not be put to shame. You will not be put to shame. As you set your posture to forward, as you have that forward posture of leaning in, you will not be put to shame because of what's God, what God's doing right here in this place. And I, I don't know um, where you're at right now in this big picture. I can guess, but only God knows. But if you, you know what, I'll go to the beginning of this. Psalm 127, verse, verse one. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. See, everything that you're doing as a church, everything that you're putting your energy and your effort into, if God's not in it, 
what's, what's really, really, what's the purpose? God's telling you he's in it. He's in it. It's purposeful. I love this too because it says he grants sleep to those he loves. Because he's in it, there are times of working hard, but there's also times of rest. And in those times of rest, that's when we get recharged and that's when we get refilled and that's when he fills us back up to the fullness that we need to be so that when we go back out, when those arrows come in here and go back out, that time of rest, that right now, right now, as we're pursuing him, he's literally filling you back up so that you can go back out into this world and take care of business for him. So let's, let's wrap this up. I want to pray for you guys. Um, we'll go here. We'll go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28 says, this, this is one of the last things that, that Jesus said to his disciples. So I'm guessing that's probably important. <laughs> um, says, and Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the ages. He said, make disciples out of nations. How do you disciple a nation? Like, what is it that shapes and forms nations? Yeah, we can send missionaries into the field. That's extremely important. Don't, get, don't hear me wrong. Missionaries are extremely important, but they may not necessarily shape nations. Look at what's shaping our nation right now. The government, media, church, education, business, all of those things are shaping families. All of those things are shaping this nation. You know what, let's do it this way. If any of you have influence in a business, stand up. Whether you, you work for a business, you own a business, stand up. If any of you have influence in the area of media or, or acting or performance or the arts, stand up. If anyone has influence in the area of government or education, stand up. If any of you have influence in the area of families, stand up. The church, influence in the church, stand up. If any of you have Christ Jesus inside of you, stand up. What shapes nations? You. You. You shape nations. We don't do that in here. We do that out there. But man, if we're gonna shape nations, how many of you know that we've gotta be right here? Right here as close as we possibly can to his heart.